You're listening to Teacher Tales, the Teach Queensland podcast. Come and teach with us in Queensland State Schools. Diverse communities, financial incentives, mentoring and support. Choose your teaching adventure. Right here on Teacher Tales. Hello and welcome to Teacher Tales the new Teach Queensland podcast. As part of the Department of Education, our role is to showcase the diverse array of career opportunities available to teachers in state schools across Queensland. We'll be chatting to a wide variety of guests on the podcast, including teachers, school leaders and recruiters. We'll also be discussing the support, career paths and benefits available to our teachers providing an insight into the broad range of communities where state schools are located across our state and sharing information about how we can support you to become a teacher. If you are considering teaching as a career, are currently studying to be a teacher or are already a teacher, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast app and tell your friends. I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land throughout Queensland and Australia. I pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. My name is Katrina and I am a Brisbane-based primary school teacher with more than 22 years of experience with the department. I've worked in various roles in multiple regions throughout the state and I am a strong advocate for career diversity within the department. Today, I have Joel Davis. Joel is currently a primary school teacher from Cairns. He has a wealth of experience in locations across Queensland and in the UK. When he is not inspiring his students to find their inner superhero, Joel can be found exploring ways to improve teacher well-being and morale. Welcome, Joel. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Katrina. Thanks for having me. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to become a teacher? Great question. I think up until about year 10, I had my mind set on being a chef. Thankfully, I was inspired by some good teachers. Um, I was actually doing a budgeting assignment in year 10. And in that role, we had to choose a profession because we had to have an income for a budgeting assignment. And I chose teaching. The teacher I worked with that year um, was just incredible, really inspired me and developed within me a desire to want to make a difference. That's wonderful. Can you tell us more about the qualities you had really admired in that good teacher or in those good teachers that you had in your life? I think it was definitely, it it certainly wasn't the, the curriculum they taught or the content they delivered, but it was the way they engaged with me, the way they made me feel, the way they made me enjoy learning. I remember that telling my grandfather when I wanted to be a teacher and it was not long after this budgeting assignment um, my grandfather's a pretty significant person in my life. Anyway, he'd come down for breakfast one morning and I plucked up the courage to tell him what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And I, so I said, Granted, I'm going to become a teacher. And he looked at me and he's, his smile started to grow and he said, Joel, that's fantastic. You're going to be such a great teacher because you're so patient. I nearly fell over the floor laughing and I was thinking, which grandchild are you talking about, Grandad? Because I don't feel that I'm any more patient than the next person. <laughs> Lo and behold, here I am. That you are. So why did you pick a Queensland State School to work in? 
I think I'd always gone to a Queensland state school myself. And I think education is something that should be open to anybody and everybody, regardless of the background, regardless of their circumstances. And that's the education that Queensland state schools provide. So after that moment with your granddad in grade 10, tell us about the pathway that you took then to study teaching and have a career in education. So at that point, I was still very unsure of what it was that I actually wanted to teach. I wasn't sure whether I wanted to go into primary school teaching or secondary school teaching. Um, So I kept my subjects open. I studied the required subjects that I needed um, to go into primary school teaching. So I kept up with English, maths and science. But I also, um, I guess, kept my options open for secondary subjects. So I continued studying chemistry, biology, Japanese. Um, And by the end, I decided that teenagers weren't my cup of tea. Um, I haven't ruled that out just yet, but for now I'm happy being a primary school teacher and I'm confident with that decision when I left school. I spoke to a few teachers um, that I'd had in primary school, got their advice, I guess got their support. One of them put me in the direction of a Department of Education scholarship. A similar one still exists at the moment. I was very lucky enough to have the department supporting me financially um, out of high school. I spoke to teachers of my own that still had a hex debt. I mean, I was leaving high school knowing that I wouldn't have one, which was a pretty great feeling. What was it about your uni days studying teaching that you enjoyed the most? So I was lucky enough um, to to study at the JCU campus in Cairns and it was a beautiful backdrop. Um, But I think my time in my degree started, you know, I had the opportunity to start developing my teacher network. So the colleagues or, you know, the, the friends that I made at university became you know, people that I can consult when I became a teacher and seek advice. So it was definitely the networking and being able to work with other like-minded people that was the highlight of my degree. We'd sit around at the coffee shop and, you know, proofread each other's assessments or we'd, you know, catch up over the weekend and we'd be emailing frantically or how do you contribute to this discussion post? What are your thoughts on this article? Um, so it was definitely having the support network to go and speak to other, other people who are heading towards the profession. Networks are definitely important in this profession. So how did you go about applying for work in a Queensland state school once you'd finished your uni? So this was on my radar really early in my final year of studies. Um, So I jumped on to the equivalent of the Teach Queensland website and submitted my application to the Teacher Applicant Centre. I then had a phone call. I was still completing my final placement. I think it was about September. I'd had a phone call with a job offer. Um, for a year five class in Emerald. I was lost for words. I was like, oh, wow, that happened really quickly. As I said, I was still on my final year of placement, so it wasn't anything I was expecting. As it was so far out from the end of the year, they couldn't actually tell me which school that I was going to be placed at. Um, So that left me a little bit uncertain. But by the end of the year, I'd made contact or I'd been informed of which school I was going to. I got in touch with my principal and my deputy and they started to calm down some of the nerves. Okay. So working in central Queensland must have been pretty exciting. Why Emerald? Why did you choose that area? Central Queensland was absolutely amazing um, and Emerald turned out to be better than anything I could have hoped for. Um, I guess the reason I said yes so quickly was that I knew Emerald. Um, Dad and I have working dogs. Um, So if you kind of think babe the pig except replace the pig with a dog and the sheep with cattle um, and my dad and I compete with dogs putting cattle through an obstacle course. And that's something I've done since about the age of 10. So Emerald was, I guess, a hub for that. So it was somewhere I wanted to be. How old were you at the time when you actually had to move from home out to Emerald? I was 
about 21 and a half. <laughs> so moving out of home for the first time at that age must have been quite difficult. Uh, can you tell us what that was like? It was huge. It was a massive change and it was really tough to say goodbye to my family. Um, as you said, it was my first time living out of home because during university I drove between home and uni. I started that 12-hour drive from, you know, Wonga Beach in far north Queensland to Emerald in CQ. And, you know, there were tears, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Mum actually wrote me a letter um, that I wasn't allowed to open until I arrived in Emerald. Oh, that's um, because sweet. She was, she, uh, she was, she couldn't get any words out when I said goodbye. So I had to wait the whole 12 hour drive to open that letter. <laughs> <laughs> um, everything that I owned fit in the back of my ute at the time. So I was, I was traveling light, which was great. When I arrived, I think that's when everything hit me. And I definitely asked that question, what have I done with my life? I guess, thankfully, or not, I guess I definitely know Thankfully, the events that unfolded over the next few minutes, hours, days, weeks, months and years now have me knowing that that feeling of, oh, my God, means something absolutely amazing is about to happen. And how did your school support you to make that move as well? As it turned out, my teaching partner lived a few doors down. So when I got to town, he'd saw the lights come on, walked down with his dog, introduced himself and we went out for dinner that night. He introduced me to a few more colleagues. So I very quickly got to know the staff that were in my school. Before that, the department helped me move. They covered my travel expenses um, with a fuel allowance, moving from home to Emerald. And that was definitely helpful. You're listening to Teacher Tales, the Teach Queensland podcast. We teach Queensland's future. You can too. Apply to teach in Queensland State Schools today. Visit teach.qld.gov.au. Okay, so you've just moved your whole life out to Emerald and you've started this new career as a teacher. Do you feel like your teaching degree prepared you adequately for the role that you're about to start? My degree definitely gave me the theoretical foundation that I needed and certainly my placements in the schools around home prepared me for the practical side but I truly don't believe that I became a teacher myself until I had my own class. What were the main differences between your placement experience and becoming a first-year teacher? The big difference was that now I was the defining element in that classroom. I made the calls. I was responsible. But I guess that's what's also allowed me to do things in my own way and develop my own style, create my own classroom culture and my own identity as a teacher. What do you think your teacher style is or what do you believe that makes you a teacher? I reflected on this a lot um, at the end of my final year. I got home for holidays with mum and dad and I just broke down in tears. So thankful for everything they'd given me because it's truly the sense of morality um, and my sense of right and wrong and the way that they developed me that has made me the teacher that I am today. Now, Joel, I know you love sharing your first day at school. Could you share that with the rest of us today? You know me too well. I do remember that very well. I just recently I had that same feeling again, but that's another story. I came in early on that first day to prepare a few resources to make sure that the kids could come in and be settled while I was meeting parents. And I met my first few parents that morning and I just could not wipe the smile from my face. I was on cloud nine and there was nothing that could knock me down. I knew that I was exactly where I needed to be in the world. These complete strangers had left me with their most prized possessions. 
it was in that moment that I became a teacher. That's wonderful. What were the similarities between living at home and being a student and now being out in Emerald and actually being a teacher? I think there are a lot more differences. They were brilliant, but a lot more differences than similarities. The biggest similarity was that I was still in a small town. So I grew up in rural Queensland and I was now teaching in rural Queensland. So I really love the fact that I knew my neighbours you know, I knew the person serving me at the grocery store. I knew the person that was behind the, the cashier at the news agents. That, for me, was had me off to a great start. And did you find anything surprising or was there anything that surprised you the most? I do remember going in with the mindset that this is going to be so great. I know I'm going back to a small town or going to a small town, but I'm going to be able to go in and do my groceries in under half an hour because I'm not going to know anybody. That lasted a whole week. <laughs> the second visit, I ran into, you know, I went and did my grocery shopping and I ran into a colleague, a student that I taught, and even a family I'd worked with at home back in FNQ. So that was very short-lived. But I think what truly surprised me was how quickly and easily I was able to become part of the community. And that's still something that I relish in now. I think we can all relate to you uh, running into a student in the supermarket what was the biggest difference? Nothing of surprise here. The biggest difference was that home wasn't just a hop, skip and a jump away anymore. They were 12 hours drive. So that was tough for a weekend trip. I did it a couple of times, but it was a long way. When I grew up, I remember watching all of my cousins grow up and move home and, you know, move out of home. And I just remember thinking, how do you just up and leave? You leave everything you know behind and just go. It wasn't until I'd spent my first few weeks in Emerald that I realised how they did it because the way technology is today, they were at the end of a phone call, the end of a FaceTime call and felt like they were right there anyway. Emerald sounds like a wonderful place. Can you tell us a little bit more about it? I will admit, apart from having visited a couple of times, there wasn't a great deal I knew about the town before I moved in. So when I moved into town at the beginning of 2013, I think the population was about 15,000. The major industries were cattle farming, cotton farming and coal mining. What was the highlight of the social calendar in Emerald? What is there to do out there? So I guess for me as a teacher, the biggest thing on the social calendar was the annual lighthouse party. So I told you about that oh my God moment earlier. What followed not long after that was, so Joel, you've moved into the lighthouse. Your house is the annual party house. The tenants have to throw a welcome to Emerald teacher party. So here's me moving to the new town, starting a new career, and I've got to throw a party for 80 to 100 teachers. Oh dear. Oh dear, all right. You know, it was an incredible opportunity um, to become a part of the community. I very quickly began building my teacher networks because it was a teacher party. That was the great way, greatest way I could have met my future colleagues. Uh, you know, we, it was a themed party, of course. So then they ranged from Australia Day to Scribble to if I didn't teach, I would. And I think my last year, we even turned it into a retirement village. So we always had lots of fun at the lighthouse party. Sounds like a good place to be. Tell me a little bit about what you used to get up to in your spare time out in Emerald. I guess one of the best things about Emerald that I haven't mentioned is that it's only five minutes from one side of town to the other. So whatever we did, it was it was with friends, it was with colleagues. You were never on your own in Emerald. 
Um, there were days or weekends where we'd head out to the Fairburn Dam. In my first year, my principal had a boat, so he took us out and we went put through uh, yabby pots in the dam, went back and cooked them up. Uh, we also went out to Teresa Creek Dam camping. We visited the Blackdown Tablelands. The gem fields were only a stone throw away and the annual gem fest was always massive on the calendar in August. Gem fest sounds like it's right up my alley. And what was it like working in a town where everybody knew you? I know that's that's something that doesn't sit well with a lot of people, but I love being and working in a small town. Everyone knows you, but they also grow to respect you. I've had kids chase me up and down the aisles of the supermarket in every aisle. Hi, Mr. Davis. Hi, Mr. Davis. And it's never grown old. I remember there was one day I was lining up at the checkout um, and there was a family from another school in town um, ahead of me in the queue. I overheard one of the students excitedly whispering to their mother, Mum, that's Mr. Davis. I'll never know the real story about how this student actually knew who I was. But when a kid from another school is awestruck to see you in public, that's a whole new feeling. You really know you're making an impact then. The students would come in on a Monday and they'd say, Mr. Davis, I saw you at Woolworths on the weekend. I always like to throw in a bit of humour and a bit of a joke into my classroom, so I'd say something like, No, Mr. Davis needs groceries like everyone else. Really? <laughs> I think I really embraced being in the small town and I love it. Emerald sounds like a very special place and certainly sounds like it holds a very special place in your heart. What do you think it is about Emerald that ensured you had such great success? I had an incredible support network in my school and I really could not have asked for a better place to begin my career. I entered the gates at Denison State School as a very eager but naive graduate teacher and when I left four years later, I barely recognised the teacher, let alone the person I had become. My time in Emerald has made me who I am, both professionally as a teacher and personally. The students and families that I worked with, the colleagues who became my family and the community that I became a part of, as you said, will always have a very special place in my heart. At this point in my life, Emerald is probably the place that feels most like home. I left there almost three years ago, but I think I've been a, been back about three times so far and I've already got a visit or two in the next six months. Joel, where did your teaching journey take you next? So when I left Emerald, I decided it was time to move a little bit closer to home. Um, so I accepted a transfer back in Cairns. That transfer, I guess, brought up a lot of questions. I was filled with a lot of self-doubt and there was always that question, will I read as well as my resume? was the last four years of my life just a dream and I'm going to land flat on my face. Thankfully, that wasn't the case. I landed with my feet firmly on the ground when I started at my school in Cairns. All of the skills and the foundations that I developed in Emerald transferred with me and I definitely had a great support network at my school in Cairns and I was, again, able to have a great year. That's wonderful. It's great to hear you've had such a great start to your teaching career. Joel, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you, Katrina. It's been great to be here and I've really enjoyed the, the ability to reminisce on my time in Emerald. It was incredible to hear about how you started your teaching career. That's the end of today's episode of Teacher Tales, the Teach Queensland podcast. If you'd like to find out more about teaching in rural or remote areas, visit our website teach.qld.gov.au. 
stay connected with us on social media. Find us at Teach Queensland on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter.